I know some people who are. I know yeah. some white people who yeah. are. Like, and hey, so, hey, uh, hey, buddy, I know you probably didn't sit around my family reunions <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the 60s. Right. I mean, the 70s and the 80s. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Hey, welcome to the Hopper Podcast. Uh, today, I want to talk about a video that was made um, late last year, but here recently has gone viral and has had a million views in a week and, and is climbing to four million views. Um, this is, what are we doing to white people? And I'm going to pause, and I'm, Willie's going to watch this right now. I don't think he's seen it. And then if you haven't seen it, I would suggest you go watch it now, too, if, you, if you're able. Yeah, we'll put it in a, a link in the show notes. And then you can uh, better enjoy our conversation. It's a 16-minute video. If you bring it up, what are we doing to white people? You'll see a young Asian man in a red shirt. And uh, it's definitely worth a listen. Okay, so Willie, you wow. just saw. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Holy so smokes! Dropping some bombs, right? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Uh, your initial impression? What? Yeah, my initial impression. I am. Um, boy, I, I think what he had to say was very, very provocative, very, very interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that he is. Uh, I have not experienced personally a whole lot of grief that he is talking about myself. Mm-hmm. But I have seen it, it on on the horizon. That's how I would put it. I think what he's saying is absolutely true, uh-huh. and it has not made a humongous difference in my life yet. And so, that is r- racial discrimination, really against whites for being. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to recap it too much. I hope that pe- you need to go and watch it. You need to go and yeah, watch it. But for people who can't, maybe they're driving their car. Let's yeah. let's give just a, a brief, Real brief, a few comments here. Yeah. So what he says. Uh, in in uh, very very uh, articulate and yeah. um, clear terms, with really clear examples, yeah. he talks about how the radical left um, is saying that being white is it inherently immoral, yeah. and that because of the history of white people, that now no matter what. Um, kind of discrimination comes along for white people they deserve it right and it's fine so it's it so people who are saying it's impossible to be to racially discriminate against white that and there he's gave up several laws and you know that kind of thing right. where uh, that are just really really egregious um where we're trying to rectify you know the, the things that the power that whites have had in the past and abuse that power right um yeah so and and so then uh anything that we can do to tear down whiteness and white people is fine and he is saying that's ridiculous we are doing something to white people that is uh terrible terrible yeah and and just what was done to yeah. others in the past or or in examples today yeah um it's just uh, a an eye for an eye Right. That's he even, right. He even quotes Gandhi, an eye for an eye, and the whole world will be blind. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and he made a really eloquent point, I think, at the end about uh, people of color. Now he he's identifying as non-white as he is. Sure. And of course. So he's. Uh, so I think it's it's a it's a more powerful video. Yes. Uh, than if some white guy was up there saying something. Yes, that's right. Um, but his his point that 
given the chance mm-hmm. that people of color have the power to discriminate against whites and they do it, just demonstrates that um, they would have done the same thing given the historical context. If they had the power. If they had the power. That's right. And now that they, if they're growing in power and that's what they're doing, instead of saying this is wrong, we suffered this, mm-hmm. um, and showing kindness, then it's really indicative of human nature right. and not some some white nature. Right, that's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, he makes some really good points about uh, people who are acting oppressively on the left, mm-hmm. uh, but then labeling others as the oppressors. Right, right. The hypocrisy of it all. Yeah, to say for uh, for someone on the left to say, um, I can oppress you because you are the oppressor. Right, and so I anything can act goes. This, anything yeah. goes because it's not possible for me to violate you in uh-huh. any way because you have the power and you're the oppressor yeah. by virtue of the fact that you're white. Yeah. yeah. And yet I, uh, so hmm. if we're going to get into nuancing this video, I'd mm-hmm. say that I largely agree with it yep, me too. and, and, and take to it. Um, uh, I do, however, want to think carefully and, and people that what's happened in the left is a pendulum swing. Yes. Right? And, agree. And, and it's reactionary and it takes things too far. And what that does is it really harms the cause. Yes. Um, so I, I, there's a point here where, uh, he's, he's railing against the idea that racial prejudice mm-hmm. plus power equals racism, mm-hmm. that racism has to be involved with systemic powers and abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if, uh, people of color are just, uh, running their mouth about white people, uh, it's just racial prejudice. Yeah. Can't be racism because they have no power. Right. And he's arguing, uh, actually you do have power and right. that power is growing and it's shifting and it's yep. changing. And what are you going to do with that power? Right. Uh, which I think is a, is a great point. It is indeed. Um, but you know, some of the examples he brought up, um, some of them were awful, just awful the way they were. Some of them were, were talking just about yeah, white horrible, people. horrible. Yeah. But, Terrible logic, which you know you expect in the populace, right? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it, social media is shared ignorance. Yeah, that's right? right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, lots of people just just speaking their mind when maybe they should be quiet and learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing is, some of those some of those people had a few points that I think we should talk about. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I, there are some things. Uh, I, Let's see. You and I are both white, and we've right. dealt a lot with racial issues, and so I am not for white power. That's for sure. Right. Um, and white people in the past have been the oppressors, and in, and we are right. still absolutely in power in this country and in lots of ways around the world. And so I, I want, and we need to be honest about um, the past, right? And the ways that we are benefiting now from the evil of the past. Yeah, I, I all of that is absolutely true yes. and important. If those if those things can legitimately be identified mm-hmm. and labeled, and there can be some form of reparation, um, the, we've talked about reparation. Yeah, we had, an epi- really, we had a whole episode really on reparations recently, and and I think what we we came down to, at least for me, uh, is that I think that the idea of reparations is valid and very very important. But practically, how do we play that out? Yeah, there's. It's almost impossible. It, it's no, way too I complicated. Not thought, I think I can't. I've not yeah. heard a way to to really bring reparations that would be equitable. Right. And if there were such a thing, I would be absolutely for it. But the time has passed. We've. It's been hundreds of years. And anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, 
even that should be, I guess, nuanced. That's a, that's that other discussion. We right? have a whole episode on that. Yeah, yeah it, and and I make a point that some reparations have been going on as far as true. scholarships. That's very and, true. And, that's true. There is uh, some education. And it's stuff. not enough, but there is some. Right, and so um, we can. I think there's still place for whites to repent. In other words, uh, yes. I think there's still place for society, a hundred percent, to evaluate the history. We can't just divorce ourselves from history. That's right. Um, and a lot of I think a lot of conservatives do that. They just yes. want to disc. Hey, this wasn't me. This was you know. Well, it was only so was your parents or your grandparents. It it's very recent and it and it still has implications. Let's think about those things. Let's tease them out. Let's talk about it. Let's have like a a, a civil conversation. But what when this when these this wave of leftists come in with yep. this kind of crazy talk? Yes, 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 yes. And it's clearly a pendulum swing. Then uh, there's a reverse swing of the pendulum, and then yep. conservatives come in and say, "I'm not listening to any of this." Mm-hmm. All of it's trash, mm-hmm. and I, this is what you and I. Uh, this is our mission: is to say, "Hey, let's let's pause. Let's take our emotions down a notch or two, and mm-hmm. let's think about this reasonably. Totally. Let's not just jump on us. Like if I watch this video, it can inflame me and yep. my conservative whiteness or whatever. Oh, right. And and then I could just take to whatever he's saying. Yeah. Instead of processing it and saying, "Oh, let me think about what this would mean mm-hmm. uh, if I were a person of color. Let me mm-hmm. let me consider some of these arguments that I, that he he gives examples and some of them I said." Were, were awful. Some of them had a had kind of a valid point. Mm-hmm. There's one lady talking about uh, how white people have an easier time sympathizing with a white oppressor than a black victim. Yeah, that's. There's I think that's there. true. Yeah, there's something there that that should be discussed, right? Yeah, because that's that's a real problem. We should uh, side with people who are being victimized. I mean, that's as Christians for sure. This is that's the Christian way right. is to side with victims. And then, uh, but the question is, who currently is a victim when mm-hmm. victim mentality has gone Very true. out of control? That's right. right? That's right. Um, when people, by human nature, they pity themselves and they, they if you claim the victim that someone else's fault all the time, mm-hmm. you feel strong. Mm-hmm. You feel justified. Totally. You feel righteous. That's right. It's a righteousness problem. Right. Right. That's right. And that's anti-gospel. Yes. Yes. Um, and it, there's a place when you, when you know that Jesus is your righteousness, that you can step back and say, I can evaluate my thoughts and behavior on this and other people's thoughts and behavior, and I don't have to get emotionally reactionary. Mm-hmm. I can just kind of think through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I largely agree with this guy, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that people should dismiss all of what is being said by the left. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and but that's what I see, the, the polarization. Right, 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 right. right. Um, and, when, and I think this is, this is a great example when, when the left or the right or whoever overstates their position, yep. then you lose the ability to be heard mm-hmm. by your opponent. Mm-hmm. They just can't hear it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they just swing the pendulum back and mm-hmm. say this is all chaos. By the way, I mean, you and I have both... Um, we're th- we're thinking and talking about issues throughout our life. We're we're getting older now. We're almost fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, but here recently, I'm becoming more and more aware of just how nutty the far left has gone. Mm-hmm. And I think you are as well. Yeah, where you sure. Like, I don't. Who? What? This is crazy. Yeah, that's right. This is all craziness. That's right. Um, We've been beaten up on the on the extreme right. Uh, quite a bit recently, so it's yeah. it's time for us to beat up on the extreme left. Yeah, and and if that's what and when people say woke, if that's what they're referring to, mm-hmm. then I have to agree. Yeah, um, that is crazy. Yeah, totally. 
Now, the word woke, like all other terms, or yeah, like the phrase yeah. Black Lives Matter, or um, even a critical race theory, they all get hijacked. Right. All those three things are wonderful things. So, whoa, it's good to wake up to uh, see things that you didn't see before. Right. And, and that's what it originally meant. And right. I'm all for that. Right. And it's been hijacked. Um, uh, black Lives Matter? Do Black Lives Matter? They absolutely do. Right. And Historically, uh, they have not. They have not. And but, so we need to say that clearly. Right. And then all of a sudden that has become, that, that is necessarily Marxism and- right. Some wait, weird- Wait, what? Yeah. No? Okay. That's different. <laughs> what happened? Um, what yeah. happened? Hijacked. Um, and then critical race theory. is Are, are there actual systemic issues of, along- uh, race that happened in our laws and right. in our yes, there absolutely is, and so critical race theory is a helpful uh, way of dialoguing with those kind of things and to parsing yeah. them out. And then all of a sudden, that becomes uh, you know we're going to teach l- a little white kindergartners that they are necessarily racist. Wait, right. wait, what? What <laughs> yeah. just happened? Yeah. Exactly. Um. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like we, and critical race theory is old. Uh, it a is. lot of, this, uh, of younger conservatives they don't even realize that th- this was a. It an goes idea back to the '60s and '70s. Yeah. Yeah, just like the, in law school, it's almost completely related to legal uh, gerrymandering. Totally, that's um, what it's about: rigging all kinds of laws to benefit even, the. That that clearly happened. Yeah, it absolutely it clearly, happened. Clearly happened. And, and critical and so race critical theory is, is a way, is a matrix through which you can a kind of a theory that you can look at various laws and determine whether or not, and to the degree yeah. that they are racially biased. That's actually really helpful. Thank you, critical yes. race theorists, for doing that. Right. By, building that uh, matrix for us. But now, what does it mean? But what Craziness. does it mean now? <laughs> right? People have, yeah. Yeah, and so the the the, the advancement that it was bringing, the mm-hmm. thought, the, the idea of, hey, um, you're the majority uh, culture and you, do, you have not paused to think or project about what it would be like to be the minority yeah. culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need to wake up. Mm-hmm. You need to consider these these theories. Uh, the, the, the beneficial piece to that has been hijacked by the extremes, and yep. therefore no one's listening. Yep. And they're reactionary back. That's such a and, good point. Yeah. This guy does. This guy is is articulate, as you said. He's eloquent. He he's thought about what he's gonna he's gonna say. Um, he he addresses white people. He addresses people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a well done video. I think it's uh, no wonder it's it's gone of viral. Of course, of course. Um, but there, there ha- it does to me. Dove, it does have hints of being. Um, a, a bit too conservative or a bit reactionary. Or I agree. Let's not dismiss everything that the left is saying. Well, yeah. For example, at one point, he's he in addressing white people, he says, you are not racist. Well, I, you know, yeah. I know some people who are. I know yeah. some white people who yeah. are. Like, and hey, so, hey, uh, hey, buddy, I know you probably didn't sit around my family reunions <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the 60s, right. I mean the 70s and the 80s, um, when I or was Or even here, more recently. When I was hearing <laughs> yes. their, their thoughts. That's know? right. So, okay, uh, you know, that's a little, that's right. a little bit too much. Um, yeah. Uh, but I understand, I, I take his point. I understand what he's saying. Right. And we've made this point uh, before that currently... I don't know who those people are, where those people are exactly. I still know they exist. Yep. I know they exist. Yep. Um, and I and I can think of people in my extended family that probably still feel the way that they did back in the seventies. Yep. Um, however, I have seen quite 
a, an awakening or a you, shift. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen a lot of wake, wo- uh, uh, yeah. the woke. Um, uh, the appropriate woke. Appropriate right? woke is coming Instead to people. Instead of yes. the nutty woke. There is. Which yeah. I, it is. Go what's back to sleep. The, <laughs> go back to sleep. <laughs> like the Berkeley campus and, you know, the, oh, the cancel somebody. culture yeah, 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 yeah. and the. The, yeah, so so here's the here's the thing I want to talk about in this video. Okay, um, and this might help us kind of uh, people out there understand where I'm trying to nuance. Okay, um, the the formula that racial prejudice plus power equals racism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's something there, mm-hmm. meaning that every human has racial prejudice. We know that. Yes, that, that's been studied. Sociologists can tell you that the us and them yep. is immediately. Uh, something that people gravitate towards. Um, if you give someone power to mm-hmm. oppress, mm-hmm. then you have a system, and then we can call that racism. Yes, I think that's I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, if we but if we want to define racism that way, um, then let's let's qualify our terms and define it that way. Sure. Um, and so the question then becomes. It, what is what can people of color be racist? And the, the far left is saying no, they have no power. Right, which right. is okay. So I'm immediately going to challenge that because I want to nuance power. Some yeah. people have more power, some people have less power, but it's right. not either or. It's not either you have power or you don't. If someone is speaking exactly. in front of a camera, they have power. Right. If someone is speaking to their friend, they have power. If someone is a president of the United States and speaking from the bully pulpit, that person has power. And yeah. these different people have different amounts of power. That's right. And so in that case, yeah, uh, anyone who has, if you're speaking about this, then you have power. Yeah. Right, right. And you can be racist in, along that definition, I think. Right. So, I mean, everyone needs to come to the, to the reality that yeah. they have racial prejudice. Yeah. That Or they have us and them mm-hmm. um, in various forms. We all do. Every we all human do. That's does. Right. This, is, this is easily measured and quantified. And yes. It, 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 there's, you can't we argue. Just, we just did a, an episode recently on uh, talking about this exact thing. You know, ancient, yeah. ancient cultures where if, we, you, if you didn't uh, trust your in-group, you die. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's just part yeah. of who we are as humans. And so, the, yeah, then the question is, what power, like you're saying, yeah. how much power? Yes. It, it's not just this, these people have power and these people don't right that is that it's a an archaic notion mm-hmm. um it has mm-hmm. is definitely changed radically mm-hmm. um and to me this it really starts to beg the question is this really so much about race anymore or is it more about the elite and the non-elite mm-hmm. who has power and who doesn't mm-hmm. because the people in power will use that power for their advantage they always do everybody does historically go any race or culture mm-hmm. um not just you know america Mm-hmm. But people in power exploit that power mm-hmm. and gain more power or mm-hmm. gain servants for themselves or, or some kind of enslavement. Mm-hmm. That happens all over the globe. It's been going on from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to dismiss the racial problem that we've had in this country. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, you know, I keep saying that. We keep saying that. We're not going to dismiss it. We're willing to talk and work on these things and evaluate them. But not just willing, but I, I, I yeah, would say for myself, actively. eager. Like we yeah. need. This is a real issue. We still need to rectify. Yeah. I have actively built relationships with African churches. To. Yep. And, yeah. Um. So, uh, but to me, I, when I think about my life, and I've said this before, I have had to uh, to swallow some really bitter pills from people in power. Mm-hmm. 
oh, they yeah. happened to be all white mm-hmm. because they were the ones in power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have sworn if mm-hmm. I was a black man that it was because I was black. Mm-hmm. But I'm white and I have nothing to base it on other than this guy's a It sinner. wasn't because you're black, because you're not black. Right. Mm-hmm. And so why why did this person exercise this they, kind that of that person probably does the exact same thing to black people. Right. Right. And if you right. were black, he would have done it to you. Right. And my hope or is Or she would have done it to you. If, if I know blacks, it's men in your case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women do this too, but it was yeah. men in your case, I know. It, and me too. And I do hope that if blacks do um, uh, you know, continue to rise in society as they have, and we, we've had a black president, mm-hmm. um, that they will, having had the knowledge of oppressive forces in their life, mm-hmm. they will they will be awake to how power mm-hmm. corrupts, mm-hmm. that they'll be better suited to lead and to guide because mm-hmm. they have suffered in that way. Mm-hmm. When I when I encounter people who have it's they they're always winning, quote, you know, mm-hmm. they they're always getting their way mm-hmm. and they have power, they are horribly oppressive people. Mm-hmm. Um, the people at the top of these companies that are running our country and writing our rules with big pharma and 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 mm-hmm. insurance companies and the big corporations, the mm-hmm. big conglomerates that are just tightening the screws on all the rest of us. They're probably all white or mm-hmm. mostly white, mm-hmm. right? Because that's who's there. Yeah. Now, if you put an Asian person there, you put a black person there, um, divorced from history, mm-hmm. they would be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that with history, mm-hmm. there is improvement. You know, you would think that. I would. I hope for it. But what this guy, what this video that we just watched um, shows is that at least for some people, yeah. um, what they want is an eye for an eye. What yeah. they want is revenge. Yep. He, he says that a lot of folks, racial that's revenge. what they want is racial yeah. revenge. If we had to put up with it, we're going to make you have to put up with it. Yeah. And I think that that's right. You know, it reminds me, um, uh, years ago, I did a, a long study on um, uh, uh, black liberation theology. Uh-huh. And I remember reading about um, the difference between, in the civil rights movement in the United States, the difference between uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And thinking about, their, they were two both civil rights leaders. Right. And... Um, and they were but radically different ways of thinking about civil rights, uh-huh. um, where Martin Luther King was very much, let's lay down our lives. That's the whole um, uh, nonviolent resistance uh-huh. and you know that kind of thing. And then Malcolm X was much, much more violent. Yeah. And asking, you know, uh, uh, I didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on me. Right. You know, and, you know, th- that kind of... Uh, they both saw inequity and were, were both very, very um, articulate and passionate about this needs to change, but they had exactly opposite views of how right. that were to happen. Martin Luther King said, it's the power of love, and Malcolm X, uh, he wanted to gain power for himself, um, not just for right. himself, but for the race, to overthrow by force the oppressors. and. Right. Those are those, you know. So, which ones is it going to be? I don't know, you know. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. In a world of global powers, I don't think Malcolm X necessarily is wrong in terms of what's happened with history and government yeah, sure. and all of that. Sure. Um, but I, with the gospel, knowing Jesus, yep. uh, Martin Luther King's uh, strength to love yep. and the, the power of, of suffering through and sacrificing for what's right, yep. of course I find much more beauty in that mm-hmm. because it's it's true, it's more like Jesus, it's more like God would have us mm-hmm. to be. Totally. Yeah. Um, and yet, uh, you're right, they're, they're both 
acknowledging a real problem. Yes, yes, clearly. And going about it in different ways. Um, and I, I, there was a lot about Malcolm X that I really liked, and it was when he was um, so clearly articulating what the problem was. Yeah. And he, he was about as good as anybody ever has been in seeing and articulating that. The solution, though, was terrible. Right, right. right. Yeah. Well, and that's that's probably born out of um, uh, frustration and inability, and it, oh, it's I, like, I can't fault him for yeah. that. And, and and by the way, that's that's what communism is all about. Mm-hmm. Communism is all about just changing the regime, mm-hmm. taking the people in power, mm-hmm. displacing them, mm-hmm. putting quote the working man in power. But yep. it, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. We've seen it over and over in history. It just puts new people in power, mm-hmm. and they become the oppressors. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Russia, look at China, and how many people of their own country they have they've murdered. Mm-hmm. It's tens or, or maybe hundreds of millions of people, mm-hmm. I think, um, have died at the hands of their own government mm-hmm. uh, after this this big revolution to for the people, for the workers, for the common man. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it just doesn't it doesn't function that way. Yeah, people are broken and they're sinners, and they need. The gospel, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I think the the church really needs to speak is not so much on the um, the pendulum swinging, mm-hmm. but people of faith need to to keep pointing to the reality mm-hmm. that everyone is a sinner and everyone given power will exploit it, mm-hmm. um, and they'll use it for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're selfish, mm-hmm. and the people who have suffered the most have the have the greatest capability of understanding that and avoiding it. Yes. If they have the strength of the gospel. Otherwise, here's my opportunity to get ahead. Here's my opportunity to step on other people. Here's my opportunity to get rich and all the things that I couldn't have. Now I can have them because mm-hmm. I've gotten I've gained this power. Mm-hmm. That's just the same sin being rehashed over and over again. That mm-hmm. the, the, all the complaining that you had about the way that you've suffered, you're just going to turn around and do that to other people. Mm-hmm. That is anti-gospel. Mm-hmm. Um I would really like to see some leadership uh, uh, in our country with with sensible people who have suffered greatly but haven't lost hope and are really trying to advance this kind of unity, mm-hmm. this nuance. All of us are broken. All of us would have done this sort of thing. All of us do this sorts of thing. Mm-hmm. Look how you're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Look at all these examples of, of, of a power grab of, of reverse uh, you know, racial prejudice. And let's let's talk about these things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a very um, relevant video. Huge, uh, absolutely. I'm so glad that you showed it to me. Well, people, uh, check it out. Um, if you have listened to our discussion and found it interesting, and still haven't watched the video, uh, go uh, look for it online. Uh, check out the show notes, and uh, you can link to it there. Uh, it's worth watching, absolutely. And let us know what you think. Hey, we've got bonus episodes for you. You asked for them, we got them. Yep, more Hopper goodness. Bonus episodes that are only for our Patreon subscribers. We're a little bit freer to tell stories that we don't really want out there in the public. It's like, I don't know, the Hopper podcast after dark. Oh, yeah, like the time we went to see the Rock Hard Willie Band. You've said too much already. (laughs) Okay, it's easy. Just touch or swipe the cover art on the Hopper podcast on your podcasting app, and you'll find show notes. Follow the link there and sign up to give us a little bit of money each month, $5, 10 $20. At any level, you'll get immediate access to all our bonus episodes. 
we'll send you a special link to a new private podcast feed, and you'll get all the bonus episodes on your phone automatically. We love our Patreon supporters, and we treat them right. You know who you are. Thank you so much. You can become a Hopper Podcast Insider today. I was going to say, we have a list of things that we're looking at here. Okay. And on this list, you've written beavers falling from the sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... I've got to know what this is. Okay, so I we we just recently had an episode. We were talking about beavers, and I had someone contact me and tell me about this amazing story, true story oh about beavers falling from the sky. Oh, oh have you not heard this before? I have not. Okay, uh, listen to this. Can we just say beavers from heaven? <laughs> I haven't watched that film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a film, so there you go. Uh, late 1940s, just after World War II, there was a lot of development in suburban neighborhoods. Uh, this is the first expansion of, you know, there's, there's the whole, like, racist thing and fleeing the, sure. the whatever. But anyway, lots of development outside cities into these wooded areas. And in those areas, there were a lot, all across the country, a lot of nuisance beavers. Those sons of... <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Also, at the same time, they, people were recognizing in large wooded areas away from the cities, there weren't enough beavers. And we had talked about that in our when we were talking about beavers earlier. Yeah, and they needed them. Important. So they yeah. tried to relocate the nuisance beavers to the places that needed more beavers. And so what they did is they put beavers in crates on the back of a horse... And people would lead uh, a team of horses, each with a bunch of crates of beavers, uh-huh. into the woods and try and uh, relocate them that way. It was horrible. It was horrible because you can imagine angry beavers on the back of uh, horses yeah. and horses who are skittish. And you're going into a place where there are no trails, the people are upset. This worked horribly. Okay. Okay. So... At the end of World War II, we got, here's what happened. There were lots and lots of cheap parachutes. And so the Idaho Department of Fish and Game designed a crate that would hold one or some of them two beavers. And they used these cheap parachutes uh, that uh-huh. weren't being used for the war anymore, but there was a lot of them. And then they, they would put beavers in them, take them up in airplanes, and drop them out of the airplanes over the places, the rural areas. Some wooded area wooded with areas, a river nearby. With, with rivers nearby. Uh-huh. So that when the crate fell, then it would open up automatically. And the beaver would be able to... They'd be free. They would be free to go. Um, they, did a, they were trying to use a crate that would um, not pollute the neighborhood or pollute the, the wooded area. Uh-huh. And something that the beaver could use. That didn't work out so well because they were making wooden crates, and on the on the airplane trip, the beavers would uh, chew, through, chew through the wood uh-huh. and get loose in the airplanes. Yeah. So, but they finally designed one, and uh, they did a lot of testing to make sure that they were going to be safe for the beavers and that they would land gently for the beavers. And in August 1948, they dropped 76 beavers into the wilderness in Idaho. Okay. Very, very well documented. You can actually go online to YouTube videos and watch these beavers being loaded up into crates, put it on the uh-huh. plane, and then and then parachutes right. of beavers so coming out. What do they do with the parachute? They just leave it in the woods? They just leave it in the woods. Uh-huh. Of, of all the beaver drops. So environmentally at friendly. At that time, yeah, fair enough. 
uh, at all the beaver drops at the time, there was only one casualty. There was a male beaver who forced his way out of the crate while he was parachuting, and he jumped off to his own death. Wow. Uh, but other than that, they were, it was ridiculously successful, and they and they just had teams of you know beavers starting new colonies uh-huh. all over the Idaho wilderness. And there, uh, there's a lot of beaver there even still today because of this operation to drop beavers in parachutes out of the sky. Hmm. So we should go back to that. We should go. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should return to beavers from heaven. <laughs> beavers from heaven. And yeah repopulate the, the wilderness with, with beavers. I don't know if there's any extra beavers that way. Uh, they don't do that anymore, I think, because we have uh, vehicles, you know, like all-terrain vehicles yeah. and stuff that can that can right. actually, it's it's better for them. And we don't want to leave parachutes in the woods. We don't want to leave parachutes in the woods, yeah. you know, those kind of things. We don't, uh, it's it's a little bit easier that we don't have to do it yeah. through airplanes, but. Yeah, you can't, you can't keep a beaver contained, man. <laughs> You're you, just trying you to... A, you put beavers in a wooden crate. That just doesn't work, man. <laughs> They're coming out. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> beavers consume wood. They... <laughs> I can't believe you're saying this. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm just I'm just trying to wrap up this segment. I'm, I'm, there are places on the internet where you can go see these beavers. <laughs> oh, boy. Is this some kind of confession? Uh in crates jumping out of uh the planes <laughs> no i for sure there there are videos i'm going to put a link in the show notes where you can where we can uh you can see uh yeah uh go check it fa- out family friendly videos <laughs> you bunch of pervs <laughs> listening to the hopper podcast you made it to the end of this week's episode congratulations you win seashells sold by sally down at the seashore yeah that's great to claim your prize write to us at the hopper podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287 join us next time when we will discuss the controversial vaccine for donkey fever I had that many times. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by Porta Hero, the game played in the Porta Job. <laughs> Porta Hero? Porta Hero, yeah. I want to be a Porta Hero. They're building them right into the door. You sit on the Porta John, it's right there in the door, and you play Porta Hero. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh huh. It's good marketing. <laughs>